This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com NPR. Today on the State of Ukraine, the leaders of China and Ukraine discuss how to possibly end the war. I'm Greg Dixon. The leaders of China and Ukraine had their first phone call since Russia invaded Ukraine. China's Xi Jinping offered once again for Beijing to facilitate peace talks between Ukraine and Russia, though Ukraine is skeptical. NPR's Michelle Martin talked to China correspondent Emily Feng about what happened on the call. Xi Jinping repeated China's longstanding position that it wants wants some kind of political settlement to end this war. And China said it's going to send a special envoy on Eurasian affairs to Ukraine and other capitals so they can find some kind of negotiated end to this crisis. Now, Ukraine Zelensky has said on Twitter that the call with Xi Jinping was long and meaningful, but he didn't mention on whether they talked of specific ways of finding an end to this conflict. But he did say he was appointing a new Ukrainian ambassador to China immediately after the call. And that post had been vacant for some time, ever since the last one actually suddenly passed away in Beijing. So there's some progress, but take all of this with a boulder of salt, because what Beijing said was just it's not new. And it comes as China has only drawn politically closer to Russia, Ukraine's adversary, and pumped up its economic ties with Moscow. Hmm, I hear you, boulder of salt. But okay, so China has a close relationship with Russia. I think most people know that. So is this seen as a credible offer in Ukraine's eyes? This offer to facilitate? No, not so much. But the outreach, the fact that a call even occurred between these two men is being taken very seriously in Ukraine and in China. In fact, in China, this call immediately became a trending news item on social media and people there are just thrilled about the call. And in Ukraine, President Zelensky's chief of staff, Andrei Yermak, told my colleague and Yulian Haida in Ukraine that The Ukrainian government welcomes the role for China in peace efforts, even if Kyiv does not accept Beijing's plans. Specifically, Beijing's position on negotiations does not require Russia returning Ukrainian territories it's occupied. This is an issue that, in Ukraine's eyes, is a precondition to peace. But Ukraine sees the call itself as really meaningful because there is this perception that China has some leverage with Putin that Western countries do not have. Yermak told Yulian that Uh, Ukraine appealed to China and presented President Zelensky's peace plan and that it's good that China is ready to be involved. And according to Ukraine, they were the ones who sought out the call with China. As we said earlier, this is the first time that this call has happened since the invasion uh, began. So what is what is your sense of why he's making this call with Zelensky now? So she might have been making this call with Ukraine, but many analysts will say his eyes were really on Europe. This call is about shoring up China's ties with the European Union. There's no coincidence that this call comes right after several major European visits to Beijing. The first was Spain's prime minister, then France's president, then the EU commission president, Ursula von der Leyen, then Germany's foreign minister, a whole string. And so there's high hopes that China might play a role in ending the crisis. This call also came just a few days after China's ambassador to France caused this huge controversy by questioning Ukraine's sovereignty. And so in the last few days, Beijing's also really been trying to do some damage control. Europe, of course, has been very alarmed by this war in Ukraine. It's alarmed China's declaration of this no-limits friendship with Russia uh, during February last year, just before the Russian invasion. 
But China really needs to have steady relations with the EU, given that its ties with the U.S. are bad and likely are only going to get worse. So it's partnered with Russia, and now it's trying to shore up its credentials with Europe, too, as a way to counter the U.S. That is NPR's Emily Fang. Emily, thank you so much. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back for more on the war and its impacts around the world. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.